Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. That's right, everybody. If you are live joining us, you just had like three restarts because only my microphone is broadcasting, and that's not on purpose. So, Nick, how's it going? It's going very well. Hopefully, everyone can hear me now. I'm chilling down in Virginia, which got a pretty good amount of snow last night. So today was, you know, in Virginia's term, a state of emergency. These people do not know how to react when snow hits the ground. State of emergency. Get a dusting. Like we need like 38 inches before we go to state of emergency. So <laughs> I think we got like three or four or something like that. If if that. This is a welcome, like a homecoming for us, Nick. It's been a full year away from this channel, the YouTube channel. For our audio-only listeners, you're getting it the same way you always have. But for our podcast subscribers, some of you uh, are missing out because you forgot to resubscribe after Foundation when we just left. And some of you are already subscribed. That's great. Share this with everybody. Let's get people back on board with our show. We've got a good one lined up. Nick, we'd be remiss not to bring in right away fan favorite evan kearns from statman how's it going evan it's going good how are you guys doing chilling chilling and uh happy new year evan how do you celebrate the new year is it uh all parties is it go to bed before midnight what do you do i i stay up i watch you know the ball drop or at least the clock change to uh to twelve zero zero, uh and then i'm in bed pretty shortly after uh, nothing too exciting <laughs> nick how about you man uh, we were playing card games uh, with some friends of ours, and then 12 o'clock hit, and everyone's like, all right, time to go. And like I probably got to bed by about 12.30, 12.45, which was kind of nice. <laughs> Just like that time to go. Yeah. I think exactly. I did that one New Year's. My wife felt really awkward about it, but I was like, hey, you don't have to leave, but you can leave whenever you want. <laughs> like I said something like that. It's kind of like, is he asking us to leave? Okay. So the yeah. Yeah. So no, I, whenever you want, you can leave whenever you want. Um, so it's the new year and we're back and we've got stuff to talk about, man. Incredible. Even up to just the hour before this show, Nick, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and spill it. I mean, people have heard it or they haven't. Haley King announces she's early, her early departure from Discraft and Discraft replies more or less with a similar social post saying we've decided to end our partnership early, our sponsorship early. Um, that's pretty blockbuster, I feel like, and unexpected. What's your initial reaction to that? Yeah, it was definitely something unexpected uh, when I heard about it. And it was kind of like, you know, you got to think of these pros. They are doing what they think is best for their careers and their future in the sport. And so you look at how great of a year Haley had last year and then just not being able to come to terms on possible extensions and everything like that. I mean, disc golf is turning more into a business for these players. They're starting to make salaries. They're starting to make money. And you got to do what's best for you. And she's, you know, looking elsewhere for that. And I personally wish her nothing but the best. I know Discraft wishes her nothing but the best. And so we'll, you know, see how it goes. Yeah, uh, totally. I'm excited to see. We're going to speculate about this. In fact, we are going to try to bring in Hannah Macbeth uh, probably about 30 or 35 minutes from now. That's our goal to talk. She said, don't bring her on as the FPO expert. She said, don't do that. But she said, she'll come on. And I said, well, you are that. Um, Evan, were you surprised by Haley King's announcement? Uh, I said this last week or two weeks ago. 
nothing surprises me at this point. Uh, Nate Sexton <laughs> resigned until 2025, so uh, nothing will blow me away at this point. I think it's exciting news for Haley, though. All is right in the world. Sexton resigns till 2025, three more years. My son Hunter is on Team Innova, and he is at a loss. He feels like, what is happening? Like, I mean, like, like every time I'd come up from my office and be like, hey, guess who else left? Guess Kona Panis. <laughs> like, so let's talk about that now um, a little bit. We're not going to delve into all the details. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Kona Panis. Let me just ask. I know you said you're not surprised by anything, Evan, but like I would say by a raise of hands, but this is an audio show. Um, did you see this coming? I'll ask it that way. Did either of you see this coming? My, my guess was if she did leave uh, in, uh, Innova, it would only be for Infinite. Uh, they're kind of closely tied, and I thought, you know, she had a lot of uh, stuff going on with Infinite, but turned out not to be the case. I uh, did not see this coming. Yeah, will she be able to throw? No, I don't think she'll be able to throw her Infinite disc. Uh, she went to Dynamic Discs. It. We know that much. We know also a little bit about her money deal. Nick, did you see this coming? Did you anticipate this at all? No, to be honest, I was kind of on the lines of what Evan was saying. I was thinking infinite, disc mania, potential disc craft. I really didn't think of DD. Reason being was, you know, when they announced that they were signing two massive players and then Katrina released that she was leaving Prodigy, I for sure thought Katrina to DD. And then Kona released saying, you know, she's leaving Innova. So I'm thinking, okay, potentially disc mania, potentially just full on infinite. Because um, infinite, I feel like, was treating her pretty well. Came out with a couple discs for her. Seemed like they were always promoting her. Um, it seemed like they had a good relationship, and I'm sure they probably did. And uh, but now this one was kind of kind of a shock to me. I texted her. I said, "Hey, proud of you. Like, can't wait to see you know what happens with it." I love the video that they did. There was like a five and a half minute video that they came out with, which was awesome. They took her on a helicopter, and then you see at one point, I think you see the Emporia Water Tower, and that's when I was like, "Holy cow, she's going to DD." And then. Uh, you know, she said, I'm Tona Panis with Team Dynamic Discs. And I was like, man, that's that's awesome. Good for her. I'm super stoked. I would almost sign up for DD just to get the helicopter ride. <laughs> yeah. <right>. So <clears throat> real quick, I just want to put it out there. Not actually physically. I'm, I'm coming off of a sickness. I was not able to get the COVID test. But signs kind of lined up to maybe that's what it is. Good thing germs can't go through the microphone as far as I know. Nick, I mean, last week, maybe us talking microphone to microphone. Yeah. I don't know. But I am trying to recover. My throat is very dry, a little bit sore. So I apologize. Maybe I will talk less. Not likely, but that, that might happen. We'll see. Don't, don't lie to our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, thank you to all those that are um, live right now. You can see on our live screen here, if you subscribe right now, your name will likely pop up there, assuming that you have your settings uh, public or whatever if you privately subscribe or however that works it won't show it but and then test out who wants to test out our super chat feature that is back uh, we didn't have that with foundation but we do have it here on the nick and matt show if you do a super chat it will live interact with like sounds your name and what you super chat to us we're excited to have that tried out um all right man there is a lot we're just about to get ganon burr though we're just about to get Gannon Burr in here to talk about a, I'll call it a two-time achievement. Nick, uh, Evan, you kind of ranted on the whole like rookie of the year thing, especially because of Juliana Corver. But 
he was never really a part of that like rant because like kind of expect it young player first year on tour in the disc golf pro tour did it achieved it people said awesome he also gets the p d g a not the disc golf pro tour but the professional disc golf association to say yeah you are the rookie of the year um we're gonna bring him on to talk about that um and so much more and so much more um what what stands out to you, Nick? Because there's still so much to talk about, but let's bring it up. Um, at least in passing right now, Kevin Jones announced, and, and we talked about it, speculated a little bit last week. We said, Kevin Jones, not likely to change. Um, and people said, well, there's there's audio out there saying, you know, his, his deal's done. I said, yeah, that's he's trying to hype it up. That's how I saw it. Is that how you saw it? And are you are you impressed? Are you happy? What do you think for his four year deal? And there are no no numbers announced though. Uh, no, I'm definitely so I'm I'm bummed that no numbers are announced. I do really appreciate DD releasing the numbers to Kona's deal. It kind of gives everyone an idea of what you know potentially some of the top FBO players are making in our sport. They did the same thing latitude with Chris and Tatar. Uh, with Kevin's, you know, we're talking MPO side versus FBO. Kevin's contract and adding a four year extension onto it. Uh, I saw that coming. I know he is happy with Prodigy. I know they are happy with him. He has won Pro Tour events. He's won Pro Tour championships. He does deserve money, and he's a good marketable player as well. So I wasn't too surprised that he re-signed. Four years is a big contract. I am actually excited to see that. I like seeing these long contracts that players are signing for. I'm hoping that they hold true to their contracts, you know, barring anything really bad happening. But um I'm kind of bummed that money aspect wasn't released on it, but at the same time, it's whose business is it really, I guess. I know I always say in the sports world, you can look up a ton of pro athletes and what they are making. Um, I would like disc golf to slowly get to that point, which it, it is slowly getting there with the contracts that we've seen so far. But I, you know, I'm excited to see how it all works out for him. Yeah, I agree. And we're going to probably talk about this more later. I do want to shout out Dan Hambly. You just super chatted us and we were in a different scene, so it didn't do the audio, but I saw your name up there on the window. So thank you for that super chat very much. $20 saying to help being on your own again. And this does help. Um, also, I want to shout out to, uh, where is it here? Someone said, Oh, Lundy, Lundy Murray. And I don't know if it's Murray, Lundy, Murray, Lundy, however it is, but thank you. You said you've watched this podcast since day one. And this is your first time interacting live in the comments uh, since day one. First time watching live and interacting in the comments. So thank you very much for joining the show. Totally appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> here's another super chat. I'm not curious. I'm curious to see how our new setups work here. It may work, it may not. Thank you for trying it out, though. That's great. I'm um, glad you're all back, says Jarrett. Jarrett, Jer how do you say that name? Jeremia? Jeremiah. Yeah, but, oh, I guess so. Yeah, Jeremia. What am I saying? Matt, COVID's getting you down. Dan with the 25 to help you. Again, Dan, we really appreciate that. Jeremiah is what I'm assuming it is. Also appreciate your super chat. Right. <laughs> but you know why I said that? Just to put it out there for our listeners, it's J E R E M I A. So I don't know why it sounds like Jeremia to me, but Jeremy, that's great. All right. <clears throat> Thank you guys very much for that. Uh, let's see here. Um, so you, I'm stuttering over my words. Missy Gannon resigns to two years, no announcement about dollars. Evan. 
We've talked about this. You said she deserves it. You expect that. Like, it's going to have to be something big. You'd like to hear about it. She did resign. Nothing announced beyond the two years. Do you think she got a lot? Ooh, if you told me before the Kona announcement what I thought she would make, I would guess in between Kristen Tatar and Kona. Uh, and after the Kona announcement, that means there's really only one value she could get. And I'm not quite sure if she did get that being four years, 500,000. I think she'll she'll be a little bit under that. I'm not sure the exact amount. Uh, I, I have no no idea in that ball game until they announce it. Is she worth more than Kona? I, I would say so. I know Kona, Kona has a very uh, popular like influence. She's, she's always on Instagram uh, doing a, a bunch of stuff there. I mean, Bushnell sponsors her too. Uh, she's clearly a, a good person to sponsor. I, I think, I mean, Missy Gannon, she won the, the pro tour. Uh, was it Lane King player of the year. Uh, she won, I mean, the throw pink and the disc golf pro tour championship, two of the biggest events of the year. Uh, I think she deserved a huge, uh, huge, uh, bonus salary increase whatever you want to call it uh, this is an interesting conversation that we're going to have more of uh shout out to jeff wachowski how can i get a hunter graham autograph disc that's my son we'll talk um the super chat's not working guys as far as putting it up on the screen i apologize but thank you for the super chats we'll work on this for next week um interesting points though um for missy gannon what is it the player nick is it the player that's choosing not to announce their dollar amounts or is it Discraft? I mean, we know they did it. They did know. it with Macbeth. I don't, I don't think it's specifically just Discraft. Um, I definitely think the player has a part to do with it, but at the same time, I think every company right now is treading lightly, whether to, you know, announce on, I just want black on my screen. Am I still there? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're oh, still here. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, our screen's black. That's okay. Online. Keep going. Um, I'm going to fix it. Anyway, so um, I feel like it has more so to do with just the manufacturers in general. I mean, there are still top players in the world that we don't know their contracts, like Kevin Jones and Prodigy didn't release their numbers on it. Maybe they will. I think Dynamic, though, one of the main reasons why they did release the multiple contracts that they've given out this year, whether it's Dynamic or Latitude, is they really want to put a splash into the sport again and re-up their value as a company. And I think coming out with these big contracts, it's causing such a social media commotion and such a content commotion for everyone that, look, we're all talking about it. Just the day that it was released, we're talking about it on our podcast. So I think it kind of has to do with the players and the manufacturers. Um, but that I'm, I'm not entirely sure of. I know for lower end sponsored players, a lot of contracts are NDAs, especially for players who potentially have signed multiple year contracts. You're still under an NDA agreement um, to where you cannot talk about it. But at the same time, these more higher end pros, it does give everyone a general idea of what they're worth and what, you know, the competition is worth at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. And I think those are great insights. I, I don't know. Where are we going to get to with this? I am super excited that Kona came out and had it announced. Um, but in transition here, so we don't delay too much longer, we have Gannon Burr lined up. But Gannon, I don't know. It says he's in the call. Gannon, if you can hear us or your camera's on or let us know because it says you're in the call, but I can't see you, can't hear you. <laughs> so I'm going to assume you're not. So let me see here if I can add another way. 
<clears throat> let's try this. It's possible that there's a, I don't know how it would have answered somebody. <laughs> how do you call somebody in Skype and it answers, but they're not there, like actually. Yeah. And they're like, we're using a different username altogether. So um, I'm delaying a little bit because this is the life of live broadcast when you're also the producer. Now it says that this other number joined, but we don't have any video. So we're going to keep talking here until, oh, 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 oh. All right. We're lining up some video Hello? now. Yeah, we're lining up some video now. So <laughs> let me try this. Um, I've realized a few things that are kind of funny at this point, but let me go ahead and try um, to set this up. I apologize. Evan, can you give me one stat while I'm burning? <laughs> Any stat that stands out to you And when it comes to money? Do you have anything lined up for money this week? Uh, just about anything sure. about contracts, yeah. about, uh, Gannon, about anything. What do you want? Anything while I um, sit here and burn. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I'll give a, a quick intro to Gannon then. Um, I, I was looking up his, his best cast finishes. Uh, we all know he had a, he had a great year, uh, coming onto the scene. Uh, his highest cash of his career and the season was $2,500 at the preserve. He finished fourth. Uh, that was the crazy finish with, uh, Ricky taking it home over Eagle and over Macbeth. And uh, Gannon slid in there for a nice fourth place finish. Um, and every single finish he had in 2021 was better than the cash that he was his best cash of 2020. He cashed four times in 2020, his first four times. And then every single cash in 2021 was better. Um, really, really impressive first year on tour. Wow. Thank you so much for bringing that like the boss. <clears throat> I am trying out new things with this stream and it's kind of complicating me, but we do have, we do have him lined up. So let's go ahead and bring in, um, Gannon or we're swapping out Evan. There you go. Gannon, you're up. What's, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. All right. Good, good. You're doing how's well. You you're doing two, two rookie of the year awards. Well, tell us about that. Were you surprised? Did you expect it? Where are you at with those? Um, I'm definitely not surprised just because with the PDJ one, you can kind of see the stats throughout the year and like the points and there weren't a ton of contenders and pretty much ever since Waco and a couple more tournaments, I was up by a lot. And, uh, so I knew I was going to win that one, but I wasn't quite sure about the rookie, uh, the DGPT one, uh, wasn't sure on how the kind of points worked there. So, um, I saw that I had a pretty well, good year. So I was expecting to get that one too. And ended up, ended up did so that was good to see. Wow, very nice. And so was that DGPT Rookie of the Year was kind of something that was announced throughout the year. But PDGA Rookie of the Year is something that's been going on for years and years and years. Is that something that you were striving for when you got out to the road this year? Was that in your mind of I want to be the Rookie of the Year, or were you just going out to play and show pretty much what you can do out on the road? It's definitely something I was trying to get. Um, I knew I had a chance to because I qualified for it. Um, I think one of the things is you have to play less than three disc golf pro tour events the year before, which I'd only played one. And uh, it's something I knew I had a good chance of winning. And it's something I definitely uh, strive for because it'd be a much better title than like my junior world championship title. So uh, just to get that under my belt feels great. Interesting. I like that. It's a much bigger, you said bigger or better, either way, better title Both. than your junior worlds. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you held those in fairly high esteem up till this point. So if you go rookie of the year in 2021 and you're touring 2022, the next best thing you could do 
well, probably win worlds and have a great year. But in your mind, how do you go and become player of the year? Is that is that even a, a thought in your head? Um, I'd like to say yes, but I don't think I don't think so. Really, on like to be honest, I think maybe in two or three years, yeah. Um, unless I you know have a really breakout season next year or this year now, um, uh, it's definitely something I think I could possibly have a chance for, but very very small chance. Um, really just looking to and just improve off of what I did last season in this season and, uh, you know, maybe get a win, but I don't think player of the year would really be, um, something I'd be in the run for maybe in a couple of years though. Okay. Gotcha. How, how much more are you going to be touring in the 2022 season? Do you feel like you're going to be able to get out on the road a little bit more? I forget what year of school you were in, or if that's something that you're still involved with. But what's your 2022 season going to look like? It's funny. I keep wanting to say, like, oh, yeah, my next year's schedule for today. It finally is this year. Uh, so I'll try to be good about that. But what's your schedule like for this year? Do you have an idea yet? Yeah. So my goal is to play pretty much every Disc Golf Pro Tour event except for maybe one or two Elite Series ones. Um, one of those might be the OTB Open I might miss. That's just because it's towards the end of the school year and I still have a bunch of classes. So, um, and then maybe just some other random ones, some silver series like the open at Tallahassee I might miss and master's cup as well. Um, but it all kind of depends on how I'm able to uh, get to those tournaments. I have a few friends I'm planning to hopefully ride with in a few different stretches um, throughout the year. So the goal is to play pretty much an entire full tour and not going to Europe as of now. It's a little too big for me, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty much full tour and hoping to hit every event. Awesome. Nice, very cool. Europe, Europe, it's funny. The European tournaments are always tough for you know, us to go over, the U.S. players to go over to it. It is expensive. If you're not competing to pretty much make a top five finish at those, or which you have every single ability to be able to compete for a top five, but to consistently do that is a very expensive trip. And then same thing with the West Coast stuff. And like you were saying, it does come down to the end of the school year for you. Uh, but even just the West Coast in general is a very pricey trip. And then just making sure that you're at that point where you're consistently competing for those top spots to make your money back on the West Coast. I know that was always something that Chris Dickerson has said on our show before. And he was like, if I'm not winning those tournaments, it's almost tough to justify even going out to them. Because you have so many other tournaments in closer areas to you that make more sense at that point. Yep. Okay. I'm going to grill you on a few things. No. <laughs> One of them being, have you announced a sponsor yet? I have not. That's going to come out on Wednesday. Okay. And so you don't have any exclusives for us tonight. I don't, but, uh, hold on, you know, hold on. Pretty big, pretty big news for me. All right, hold on. Here we go. And now for a Nick and Matt show exclusive. <laughs> I needed the opportunity. That Gannon Burke cannot tell us what he's doing with his career yet. That's that's our exclusive for tonight. So there we there we go. We just want to show off the music. Yeah, but, uh, I, I was just looking for that opportunity. That's number one. But what's interesting is, and I don't know if you spilled some news here. If that was exclusive, I, I don't remember you announcing that you were leaving your sponsor. Have you announced that yet? I have not. Okay, so that was an exclusive. That was an exclusive. We're looking forward to seeing where you land. It's going to be big. You were the rookie of the year. That will be big. Number two, and this is coming from the live chat. 
First of all, thanks to Timothy Bierbauer. Awesome last name. $20 super chat saying, Gannon is going far in the sport. Can't wait to see what he can do in the future. I would say we're seeing what he's doing now. Yeah, exactly. What's the future going to be like? But then this follow-up comment says, grill him on, and I, I'm just going to put it the way they do, so I can't take the blame for this. Uh, gr grill him on the, 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 his routine, more or less. Your time, the, the time it took. I think it came up with the Disc Golf Pro Tour finale. Talk about that. Talk about that. Um, so time has been like my biggest issue, obviously this year. Um, I mean, I, I got a lot of crap for it, um, from, uh, some players were a little more generous and not as, I guess, not rude, but so obviously some people in like, obviously the YouTube comments and whatever would be like, Oh, he's taking so long. Uh, next year though, or gosh, this year, again, <laughs> uh, this year, uh, I plan to do an extremely fast routine. I've been working on it ever since the Pro Tour Finals, and it's kind of just a step up and throw. And that's how I've been doing all my practice putting and driving. I've just been walking up and checking the disc. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm a momentum player and a rhythm player, and I can go in my basement, make 90 out of 100 putts from 35 feet, 30 feet. But then you put me on a course, and I get really shaky, and I think about it too much. So I think uh, speeding up will also help me as well. Another thing is like, I felt like it was a little tough, um, you know, just I'm not sure if it was because my age or whatever, you know, my first time on tour. But um, I felt like I was maybe maybe not not targeted, but I was called where some other players were not called for taking. I mean, honestly, about the same amount of time. So that, you know, kind of just fuels my fire to kind of prove the haters wrong and uh, hopefully speed that up next year or this year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, dude, it, it's tough to say. But um, I think because we, we actually did talk about it on the show during the whole Pro Tour finale and everything like that. And the amount of time that you were taking is not anywhere measured versus what some other known players are taking in their amount of time. And so I think we can kind of like get that right off the bat of just saying like you're not taking over a minute and a half, which I've seen some players do out the road. I've had to call people on that. Um, you know, we're hoping that your whole you know step up and throw, it doesn't hurt your game at all. We obviously want you to be able to play well, but as you can figure it out with how players work. Like some players need 25 seconds. Some players need seven seconds. It's kind of crazy figuring out whatever's comfortable for you. is just what you have to learn to do. But I think like you were just saying, you can go down to your basement, make 90 out of a hundred putts from 30 feet, just stepping up and literally drilling that putt. That's something that this past, you know, last year's off season I worked on was just getting downstairs, putting every single day and then making sure that when I go to a tournament, I feel like I'm in that same rhythm of, you know, I'm just going to step up to the putt. I've made thousands of 30 footers before. Why is this one ever any different? The only thing that you're really focusing on at that point is the win. But like you said, you're a young player, you're getting into it. Um, I don't think anyone, I, I know there are probably players who are giving you a little bit more crap for it than probably should have been. But I think one of the main reasons why I got highlighted so much was being at the pro tour championship, such a big stage, such a small field of players. It was almost like the cards were, or the cameras were on every single person. And so that's why I got more in the spotlight than it would had it happened at GMC or Waco or something like that, you know, tournaments that you did well at. So. All right. So are you touring full time this 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 year, <laughs> 2022? I almost said next year. Are you touring full time? Are you planning to hit every major stop? Yeah, um, I just got to figure out with school pretty much. Um, the only issue would be 
the end of the year this year, the school year, so in, in May uh, with OTB Open and Masters Cup and then Beaver State Fling and Portland Open, uh, that'd be an issue. And then kind of coming back to school, but I will be graduating after second term next year. So next uh, December, pretty much next January. So um, I won't have to worry about that for 2023. Okay. Interesting. Um, Evan, you're sitting off camera there. Do you have any questions that came up in your mind while we had this interview? Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing good right now. I have nothing in my mind. I wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> if you need me to figure something out, I can, no, no, I'll um, back to you. No, I was just curious. So here's the deal. We've never done this before, Gannon, but I'm going to open up the phone lines um, to anybody that would like to ask you a question live. Okay. So let me get this going here. Let's, let's start it up. As I mentioned, we've never done this before. Ooh, and see, I can already tell we've never done this before. We got multiple things up on the screen here. So, um, but you can see the number there. Go ahead and call that number while I get this taken care of. All right, cool. Uh, call that number, 508-859-0463. And let's see uh, if any questions come in for Gannon. If no questions come in, we'll let you go. But I yeah. think I think it's interesting <clears throat> that you said you have something that you felt like was pretty big coming as far as announcements go. Can you tell us? Oh, well, here's a call. We'll let them ask the question. I might follow up with that. Let's see how this goes. Welcome to the Nick and Matt show. You've made it live on air. You can ask a question to Gannon if you'd like to and turn off your YouTube video because we can hear the feedback. All right. What do you got for uh, Gannon? Gannon, what are your goals for this next season? Um, just win one elite series event. I think also win a silver series event, which, um, is definitely going to be doable for me and maybe even get multiple silver series wins, just kind of depending on the field. But, uh, yeah, hopefully just get one elite series win. Okay. Uh, that was a great, great question. I think it was shortened to the point. If you do call in, please turn off your YouTube because we can hear the delayed echo going through, but that was great. And thank you for hanging up when you realize that might be the case. Uh, any other calls come in, that's fine. I'm going to try to get this question out. What to you, you don't have to tell us what the deal is, but what to you would be a big, big splash, as you're saying? Would it be someone changing? Um, I don't know. What's a big splash to you? Because I think you used those words. Um, yeah, changing could be a huge splash. Um, multiple year deal would be a, another big splash. Uh, more money and... Uh, Kind of just the hype around it. Okay, cool. We're looking forward to it. Let's take this one more call before we let you go. Welcome to the Nick and Matt show. You've made it live on air. What do you have for a question for Gannon? Hi. Gannon, uh, the only question I would have is what event are you looking forward to most coming into this next season? That's so funny. That was going to be my question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one for sure. Um, I'm a little biased because I... And right now, helping design the course for the, the Des Moines Challenge again. I did that for last year's event, helped design pretty much the entire course with my friend and uh, kind of doing the same thing this year. So we're going to try to get that thing to be even more beast than it was. I know a lot of top pros liked it just because it was fair and fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to the, to the Des Moines Challenge just because I live here. Um, I love GMC so much last year. Uh, the Preserve, obviously, just because I did well. And uh, one tournament I didn't do well was at Idlewild, but um, that was one of my favorite courses I played just because I thought it was really fun. And uh, 
way go again just to relive those memories. Awesome. Thank you for calling in. Uh, That was a great call. Nick, do you have any follow-ups? No, that's pretty much, you know, what events are you looking forward to the most? If they're, you know, Adam Hammes has said in the past, winning Maple Hill was one of his favorite things because it's on his favorite course. Is there one specific tournament that if you were to say that's a tournament I want to win, besides for Worlds, besides for USCGC, if there was one, let's say, just regular Disc Golf Pro Tour event, is there one specific that you would want to take home the trophy at? Um... I don't think a specific one. Um, definitely, maybe one that had four rounds, just so it kind of seems more legit, um, more credible, I guess. But some some course that's going to have the most amount of spectators, I feel like. Or, uh, like I said, the Des Moines Challenge. Um, it's really awesome to see all the spectators that are out there supporting you. And uh, that kind of fuels my fire uh, once again. Like at the Preserve this year, during the first round, I was on uh, the Joe Miss feature card, and we had about 100 people watching, which was quite a good amount for for me and um that really i felt more comfortable i felt like i was on the lead card you know with uh, that amount of spectators and that makes it really easy for me to just kind of play good i guess it's kind of weird because some people would maybe get nervous but for me it makes it easier and it was kind of fun to just you know talk with the spectators walking down the fairways and stuff so something where a lot of spectators would be at and uh just a cool course i guess my my last question to everything uh worlds 2022 happening in emporia kansas how are you feeling do you like have you did you play ddo last year have you played it in the years past yep i played ddo in 2021 and i've won uh i won my second junior world championship in emporia okay so at that pro world championship in emporia kansas that'd be kind of a cool story to it but uh do do you like that kind of style of course uh, I'm not a big fan of it. No, I'm, I'm a fan of courses like Green Mountain Championships, both the courses, um, even the preserve sometimes Des Moines Challenge. Um, I like courses where like Jonesboro is one of my favorites, too, where the par fours are, you know, have a good tee shot. And if you throw a good tee shot, you're you're rewarded with one. And um, I feel like I mean, I don't know so far yet because I know they're making changes to Jones Park to make it more of a championship level course because. Obviously, we saw this year it was really shreddable. I mean, people were Ricky shot 15 down there. I was on his card when he did that. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, just with the par fours at Jones being kind of just throw it as far as you can that have like a legit 100, 150 foot upshot. Like, that's just not my favorite kind of golf. And uh, I'm not a fan of Emporia Country Club, just kind of the way it lays out, I guess. Um, For some reason, for me, I have trouble with like really hard par threes which Emporia Country Club has a lot of them, more of a par four, par five type golfer, I feel like. So um, definitely, I definitely think I have a decent chance of getting top five there, maybe somehow even getting the win. But uh, uh, Emporia always does bring back good memories to me, and I am a fan of playing the courses for fun. Heck yeah. There you go. Awesome. Well, you've given us more than I expected in a lot of ways. A great interview. Uh, love your insights, and we're going to be looking forward to it as, as a I don't know how to say it, an announcement coming up. Very excited yeah, to hear that for you. Just on your regular Instagram page? Yep, I'll be making an uh, announcement basically tomorrow saying I have an announcement on Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, then I'll have a hopefully a cool promo video for that. Cool. All right, and for people who do not follow you already on Instagram, where where can they find you? Or even Facebook, Twitter, anything like that? Uh, my Instagram is Gannon underscore Burr underscore DG. And uh, one more thing I have to say is 
Um, I'm about to hit 6,000 followers, and I just got a new logo designed for me, and I'll be giving away a disc with my logo on it. So uh, right. stay tuned for that. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We're definitely going to have you on again because you're going to make headlines, we're sure. Appreciate it. Uh, have a great evening, Gannon. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, brother. All right. That's how it goes, everybody. It, it is awesome taking live interviews like that. We're not the best at it, but that's fun. And Nick, the live calls, like people were like, let's ask questions to Gannon. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of nice. They came in, answered, went right to the question, and then left. As it so, should be, as it should we'll be. We'll that, obviously, for pretty much every single one of our interviews. Uh, we'll give you a chance to live call. So if you are watching it live, just a heads up, look for that uh, number on the screen. Yes. And um, that's something like imagine like so we have the Paul, you know, interview or like the Simon interview and <laughs> we do open the phones for live calls. Yeah. I can see Evan over on his phone, like dialing in. He's like, I got to get in. I'm like, dude, you're on the show. <laughs> like, You're on the show. Um, OK, so we have. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, we have. Uh, I'm I'm trying not to rush stuff here because I feel like. With this new setup, I need to definitely hire a producer because I am at the point where uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm doing everything. If you only knew what I was doing right now. Okay, here we go. But I think, I think I've done it. So let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Hannah McBeth, everybody. Let's swap out Evan. Boop, there you are. How are you doing, Hannah? Hi. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Well. Oh, wait, hold on. Holding on. Okay. 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 Got a color. No, it's not like very dark, but. Oh, it's legit, by the way. I should have stopped and said that for our audio listeners. She's like gamer. Like, it's wonderful. I know. I look like a streamer and low key. I totally would stream. <laughs> you are streaming. You're streaming through right. us right now. That's cool. All right. So guys, I'm so nervous to be on the Nick and Matt show. I haven't been on in such a long time and it's a live show. And I just wrapped up the recording for my podcast on the Disc Golf Network. Uh, and it's very different. It's like a very different sensation. So <laughs> yeah, there's no, if you say something, we got to hold you to it. That's... I know there's going to be clips. <laughs> teams. So, Nick, we're we're catching up a little bit, but we're going to get into some real talk here in a minute. But Nick, a few episodes ago, announced live something that wasn't announced live yet, that somebody was leaving Innova, and he did it live. <laughs> and, oh, no. and people in the chat are like, wait, what? And Nick's going, wait, a, this is the funniest part. It's not out there anymore because we, we cut it all out after the live show. But Nick starts scratching his head. He's like, well, maybe I'm confused. Maybe I'm really confused. Yeah. that." That didn't really happen, I don't think. <laughs> but anyways, Ugh. so yeah, it happens. That's why I have a post-produced show because I know a lot of things going on in disc golf, and there's also like a lot of opinions. And it's just, in my opinion, it's good for me to be able to have a second to listen back and be like, you know, I didn't communicate that as well as I wanted to, or whatever. So, but this is fine. I'm not freaking out. This is totally fine. And I think because we did it recently, I don't, you said you're watching the show, but we tried for the first time ever taking a live call in. I think we might try it with Hannah Macbeth online too. So. Oh, no. 
Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But let's let's get right into it. I feel like I'm going to use the word blockbuster, but I'm going to let you kind of give your own take on it. Kona Panis leaving Innova uh, unexpectedly for all, you know, accounts, if you will. Um, her dad is a marketing manager or director at Innova. So she's got strong ties. Again, unexpected. Announces, was it today? I'm like totally out of the loop. Yes. <laughs> today, $500,000 over four years to dynamic discs, epic video, helicopter ride, the whole nine yards. Well done. I'm on the sidelines watching this video, cheering. Like, I love it. Hannah, tell us from your perspective. That's why we brought you on. What did you think? Man, the helicopter blew me away. I, I told her I was upset because I started a YouTube channel. Um, I've had it for a while, but now I'm active on it. So I have a vlog up there. And I was thinking about what my content could be. And I started thinking about like, oh, I should do some React content. And before I even thought about it, I clicked her YouTube video and started watching it and was like, oh man, like, oh, I just wasted all my reactions. Like I could have like made money off of this. <laughs> like I could have just recorded myself reacting to her video. Um, and then Iceberg TV can post a video of them reacting to me, reacting to Kona. <laughs> um, reacting to you, reacting to Kona, reacting to them on the Nick and Matt show, reacting to that. So, I mean, it could be a yes, full, yeah. It was incredible for her to choose a different company. Um, her whole family is employed in some form or another by Innova. And while that's not the reason to stay with the company, it does make things challenging. I mean, now if her dad, who's an employee at Innova, promotes her, he's promoting another company. And I know firsthand that can be challenging because Paul and I haven't always been on the same team. So my initial reaction was this is way out of left field. And then my follow-ups to that were like, oh no, because Dynamic Discs is an established company but it's also known for, you know, having a lot of really great talent on their team and not being able to maintain it. So I was like, oh no, what is she doing? Like, gosh, this is like just going to be a waste of a couple years. Like, what are they going to do for her? So um, I, of course, went negative and was like, this is, this is just bad. Like, what did they say to her to get her on their team? Um, and I had a conversation with her today. We talked on her uh, on my podcast, which is coming out tomorrow. And honestly, a lot can change in a couple of years. Um, you know, people choose to leave and people choose to stay and players are in charge of their own careers and their own work ethic and their talent. Um, that shouldn't fall back on a company. My reaction was easily dismissed. And she has aligned herself with a company that is very, very proactive with promotion of players. And that is something that she's always believed has been very, very crucial to the success of her career um, before her performance. And then, yeah, I just, I think that... Sorry, Harrison's here and he's starting to bark. Um, <laughs> That's great. I thought I heard noises. Yeah, he's here. Um, he's a big fan. No, but um, I forgot what I was saying. But basically, I'm excited for her. This is a really good company to align herself with. 
And there's a lot that's going to be coming out. And I think she's just ready. I think she's ready to be on her own. I think she's ready to be not worried about getting promoted in a certain way. And then people are saying things that she's getting promoted because of her dad or because she lives close to Innova West Coast or whatever it is. Um, or maybe even on that note to be held back for those reasons, um, to not show favoritism. So in a lot of ways, this is her breaking out even more as a player. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm all for it. But yes, I was very much blown away. It felt very much out of left field for me. You you touched on it, but quickly, your reaction. I'm sure you saw her dad make a few social posts. And what did you think about those? Did you see those? Yes. So just real quick, um, you guys are having me on the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm really honored. And I'm really, really happy that these conversations are happening. But I don't want to act like I'm the Stephen A. Smith or Joy Taylor or what have you of the disc golf world. I just have an opinion and we're all just friends. We're going to talk about it because it's exciting. Um, I really no one. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying all these things about Kona's career and all of my opinions of her as an FPO in humility, knowing that she could run circles around me on the disc golf course. And she has. So this is just all speculation. It's just fun to talk about. So I'm, I'm first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I never got to say that. But uh, yes, my reaction to her dad was, I thought it was really sweet, but it does bring up that issue of, you know, he is promoting his daughter, but he's also now promoting another company, which to me, it doesn't matter. Like I told Discraft um, when they sponsored me that I love the FPO. So if Kona wins Waco, I'm going to promote it. And if Kristen Tatar is selling a disc and I really like the stamp or I like something about it, I might share it on my Instagram story for all of my followers to view. But it's not because I don't believe in Discraft. It's not anything personal. It's just like, I want to support them. I want to see them succeed. And I can do my part by sharing what they have going on with people who might not have otherwise run into them. Uh, so to me, it doesn't seem like a big deal. I mean, at the end of the day, she's sponsored for the plastic and the equipment that she's using. But I can see the other side of a company being like, yeah, we don't want our employees promoting, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. I, I think you just have to have grace and I think you have to have common sense. And I don't really think someone's gonna look at Jeff's post and go, oh wow, his daughter plays for Dynamic Discs. I am now going to only buy their plastic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, exactly. He, he said he was bummed. I think he used the words, like I'm bummed, but I'm like more or less, if it makes my daughter happy, then like I'm happy. So like, I think he has yeah. to find that, that balance too. But as a dad, I think he's doing a good job with it. It's probably new for him as well. Um, but separating business is business and that's what they're dealing with right now. There was a lot of speculation, <clears throat> um, around, well, who's going to disc mania. Maybe Cone is going to disc mania because she announced, you know, that she was leaving Innova before this announcement mm -hmm. came where she was going and everyone's going, Oh, she's going with Colton to disc mania. So this was kind of out of right field. It happened. A lot of speculation was on Katrina Allen going to DD because DD, I feel like wisely slow has been pumping this up reaching out to media channels saying, come be a part of our press conference. we got something really big to announce on January, I think, fourth. Yeah. So 
they're doing a really good job at it. So let's move the conversation a little bit here um, before we talk about money. Katrina Allen, is this, is there any speculation? Um, again, sometimes we know stuff, sometimes we don't know stuff. I'm going to be very honest here and transparent. Uh, this is one of those times I don't know anything. And I was yeah. speculating that she was going to DD because I was like, huh, who else has that? Who else is going to leave? It's not Kona. Um, I'm not asking you to show your hand, but what do you think would be good for Katrina Allen? I had this conversation. Oh, I'm echoing. Well, not, not on like our normal? end. Not on our end, but maybe you're hearing yourself. I don't know. Uh, okay, now I'm not. That was weird. What yeah, the heck? I heard it too. I was like, oh no, I can't do this. <laughs> I have too much attention disorder problems. Like I can't. Anyways, okay. Uh, so yes, Katrina, I had this conversation with someone earlier today uh, with Christine Jennings, my co-host on the party. And we were talking about how Katrina has this wonderful brand. She is so athletic. She's beautiful. She is um, so well-spoken. She knows exactly what she wants. And even though she doesn't exude all of the confidence of a champion, naturally, uh, that is something that she struggles with to just be like, you know, confident online and to just not posting ghosts and to interact with her fans more because she has gotten a lot of backlash on online and she can just take things personally. So even that being said, she has this great brand but she's also at this point in her career and in her life where it's like, is she going to continue to pursue disc golf and do all of these things professionally for the sport? Or is she going to start taking a couple steps back? So I think with this announcement, it's going to be very clear where the next three to five years for her are going to be. Because if she joins like a very big company and she's the face of a big company again, then everyone is going to assume that she's taking the sport, continuing to take it seriously, going for more world titles, doing everything she needs to do. But if she kind of sides with a company that has other big names, then I think we can sort of assume that like she might be willing to share the spotlight because maybe she's taking a couple steps back. The other thing that I just wish that she would do is just take advantage of what she has going. I mean, she is a world champion two times now. She's a US women's champion, a European champion. She's so fashionable. She has all of this grace when she's speaking. So does Harrison, apparently. Sorry about that. Um, but she's not taking advantage of it. She's not profiting off of it. She's not putting herself out there enough to do that. And I think what she needs is a really solid company who's just really, really, really intentional about their promotion. And that sponsorship with Dynamic could have been really awesome. But so far, that's not the announcement. Like so far, like their announcement of like, oh, the big FPL, like it turned out that it was Kona. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I, you know, it's so much, it's so easy for me to sit here and be like, she should be doing more. But I don't really know much about what she does because she's very private and low key. Um, but yeah, I wish she would. I mean, there are YouTube videos that we shoot all the time for Paul's channel. And I'm just like, other people could be doing these, you know, like worst caddy challenge. I would watch her worst caddy challenge. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> like, what do you mean? So 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I feel, there's a lot of markets, you know, clinics. She's such a good teacher. Uh, again, super passionate about the FPO, super passionate about women in disc golf in general, and she's not taking advantage of that. So this next announcement will be very significant for Katrina because she's either going to like grasp on even tighter and work even harder, or she's going to take a couple steps back. That's like what I kind of see ha happening. Yeah, exactly. No, I can definitely see that as well as, you know, she has been playing disc golf for a long time, two-time world champion, like you were talking about, um, has the accolades to get to a point in her career to where she really did want to take a step back and kind of get more into the coaching scene of it, the health and fitness aspect of disc golf. Hold she on, could, guys. But she also, yeah, but I'll just say this anyways, but also has the opportunity to still compete as a top-level player and still, you know, go for more world titles. She's in a cool spot in her career to where she has both options. Yeah. So Hannah is giving us tremendous insight, which is why, for once, I was shut up. I was like, this is good. I don't need to say it. I'm curious, transitioning from that a little bit, because no news has been announced beyond that she's leaving Prodigy. Um, let's talk a little bit about, we don't know if it's a blockbuster yet. Let's talk a little uh, bit about the announcement. Wait, with, oh, wait oh. did you say that she's not leaving Prodigy? She no. made an announcement yeah. that she's no, leaving No, that she Prodigy. is. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I must have stopped. Oh, okay, okay. Words. Sorry. I heard it as like, she didn't announce. And I was like, what? Oh, no, it did the Nick Carl thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me double check. Yeah, she announced. Um, so we're speculating, right. Um, but let's talk about, because I don't know yet if it is a blockbuster is what I was going to say for but an hour before our show launched, Haley King and Discraft collaboratively on their own social channels said that they are going uh, separate ways, supporting each other as in Discraft is supporting and rooting for her, whatever she does. Um, said they're ending. It, it sounded mutual as in like Discraft was ending it as well as Haley, meaning it was a mutual thing. Um, but they alluded to the fact that like Haley and something related to her life um, not sure exactly what that means. I'm not here to be TMZ and try to delve into that. Is it just that Haley felt like she needed a change up and it just wasn't sitting well with her? I don't know. I'm not speculating so much about the reason for her leaving, but I'm interested, Hannah, just like we did with Katrina. Any ideas? What would be good for her? Where would she fit? People on the chat are saying Innova. People are saying... Everything, everything's coming up right now as, um, <laughs> as options. So like, what do you think would be good for Haley? Yeah, I think with the announcement from Kristen Tatar and talking about how much money she's going to be making and has the potential to earn even more through Latitude, um, that really opened the eyes of a lot of the women who had only previously known their their own personal contracts or for a lot of them uh just the team structure you know when you get onto a a team as a professional um you have the ability to climb a ladder and it's almost kind of like uh i don't know it's like anything like i guess the first thing that comes to my mind is like an mlm like there's like a base level it's, it's not doesn't work like an mlm but like you can earn up to certain levels and then you you get things for that touring year sometimes for two years so the easiest way to explain it is like every company at the at the baby level has like this agreement okay like you want to throw our discs 
So here they are, and you're going to represent us. So we're going to give you product and you're going to represent us. And you do that well. And then the next step is like, you're going to throw our product and represent us. And we're going to give you a bonus structure that you can earn like money off of like how well you compete and perform with our products. And then the next step off of that is like, now that you're throwing our products and you're earning money for how well you compete um, and perform, and, and it's different for every company, but it's generally a, along these lines, um, we are going to offer you now a piece of our product with your name on it to give you even more money to continue to do what it is that you want to do. And then there are steps up from that. And then everything just branches off however these companies want. And Haley's at a point where she's exceeded all of those levels. And she is now on an elite level that, that she wants a personal contract. And that can be very difficult for a lot of different companies. Um, professional disc golf has really exploded in the FPO division. And it's hard to know the numbers. It's hard to know what people are worth. It's hard to have those conversations. And it's hard for a player like Haley, who's seen such immediate success to settle. And I don't know anything about like, I really promise, I don't know anything about her contract with Discraft um, other than it was elite and it was personal to her uh, because she had earned that by being on the elite team. Um, all I know is for a player like Haley, there comes a time where you really have to ask yourself, like, do I want a guaranteed number for peace of mind and to be able to like pay bills and afford things? <laughs> like you have to tell people how much you owe. I mean, how much you own and, and you have to have credit and you have to have like, you know, you can't just get an apartment. Like you have to have a co-signer or be able to sign for yourself. Um, so do I want a guaranteed number where I can like budget out? Okay, I can get this card. I can have this touring setup. Or do you want a lower guaranteed, but a higher opportunity to sell products and make more money? So it's like, do I want to risk that? And that's kind of in my experience and from what I've seen from the disc golf, uh, professional world where the elite, um, contracts start branching off and how they look different because some people are like, no, I can sell like Simon Lazat can sell product like crazy, you know, versus like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't like to pull from FPO and MPO, but like Kona Panish just signed and like, she can sell product, but she's not selling product. Like, uh, you know, um, Kristen Tatar or like, you know, Paige Pierce, some of these women who have more elite wins because they get more media attention, their fan base is bigger, et cetera. So she has to really work on that. So for her, a guaranteed number might be more attractive because she's still building. So I don't know, that's kind of like with Haley King, I'm sure it had a lot to do with that, with like maybe, and I don't know, but maybe Discraft was like, hey, we're, we're willing to work with you and like we want to promote you more and, and get you to sell more. Instead of just giving you a number, and maybe she's like, yeah, that's well and good, but I want peace of mind and I want a guaranteed number and such and such company is offering me that. So mm -hmm. I that that didn't happen. Like, please don't. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Um, but that's kind of how it works. And that's from my experience of like having conversations and listening and being a part of like a couple teams in pro. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hannah's video just froze up. and. 
we lost her from the call. So we'll see if I can get her back in here. Maybe she'll text me on that or she'll call and we'll find out. I wanted to say, Nick, as a very competitive person, and I'm also talking about myself, I don't mean in disc golf. I just mean in yeah. life, very competitive person. And being in disc golf competition means you usually are, unless you're purely in it for the recreation. If you're Haley King here, and actually instead of keeping Hannah up there, I'm going to swap out for Evan. If, yeah. if um, you're Haley King, and you're on a team with Paige Pierce and now Missy Gannon. You, and I think Sue and Raleigh from our chat here said this. She would be a marquee player on any other team just about. Like, yeah. in her mind, she's, do you think she's sitting there stewing in it at all? Like, man, like, I'm doing okay at this craft, but, like, I'm not getting what I feel like. I want to be that headliner. I want to be the main player of a team. Yeah, that could very well be a possibility. I think for Haley's career right now is she did have a great season. Missy had a great season and Paige had a decent season. And what Paige would call it, I mean, she still did have a good year. Um, second place at Worlds, nothing to be ashamed about. But at the same time, you are sitting behind Paige Pierce, who was a five-time world champion, multiple-time U.S. champion. Missy Gannon, who had an incredible year, ends up getting the Pro Tour Championship, makes a great name for herself throughout the year, consistently played great. And then you have Haley King, who also won multiple national tour events, pro tour events. And so you have these three players where it still is tough, though, to be the face of a company when you're going against Paige Pierce, who does have the five world titles. I mean, that's the biggest thing that we talk about accolade-wise in disc golf is the world titles. So for Haley to go to multiple different companies, she would be that marquee player on the FBO side of it. She would be the face of that company. Um, so I think that definitely plays a big role in it. And it also helps out your own personal career. Um, guaranteed money, like Hannah was talking about, that is huge of making sure you can put money into your savings account. You know what you are making guaranteed every single month rather than, okay, this is my potential on bonuses, disc sales, and whatever the contract might have been before, I have no idea. But there may have been a company that came along and said, you know what, we're going to guarantee you this. We're also going to do this for you and do this for you. And all of those things allows it to where Haley might feel there's more opportunity with that set company. But I think one big thing in the chat has been blowing up about it is the fact that a lot of different companies, whether it's Innova, um, let's say Westside, DD, um, Latitude, MVP is a big one where she would be the face of that company for the FBO side. So I think that is a huge determining factor in anyone's choice of what company they want to go to. I want to jump in and go back to your point, Matt, that you're saying as a competitive person, you wouldn't want to be on Discraft in Hilly's position because Missy Gannon won bigger events than you did. And Paige Pierce is Paige Pierce. But if you are the most competitive that you can be, I would want to say, no, first, I'm going to be the best player on my team. I got to beat Paige. I got to beat Missy. And so that's already your challenge that you want to do that. Moving a company purely for that reason would kind of almost be like, I'm not the best, so let me move to somewhere where I am the best. Yeah, but what I hear you saying, pure competitive standpoint. But what I hear you saying is make a good business decision because that's the same thing that Kona just did. Kona said, and I don't know if this was where this was, Ulti World or somewhere said, I felt like it was like I had to compete for attention when you already have other great players, meaning I'm sure it was Evelina and Henna and whoever else, right? She's saying like, I can't stand out as easily. I think it's a good business decision, but I did say it. I did say it. And you're correct. I said it was for competitive purposes. Um, if that's strictly the reasoning, I agree with you. I think that's a great point. 
I think it's a great point. Uh, as for as far as comp competition goes, um, let's see. I think we might have brought Hannah back, and I want to change the conversation to go a little bit of a different direction here. Let's see. Oh, she is back. Hi guys, sorry, my computer died. And your and your voice is lining up with your video now. It's beautiful, thing. I know. I texted Paul. He was watching the show, and I'm like, you can't stream <laughs> the show while I'm trying to use the internet. Anyways, how does he not? Come on, Paul. He said, if anything, he should have been streaming this podcast so that he could call in later. But yes, you know. let's do the live call in. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So let's move this conversation. And I a had bit. to substitute my ring light for this other light. It's working. It's a whole thing. Anyways, but it is, is it is working. It is working. Let's do. We are going to open up the lines here in a minute for a live call. Let people ask their questions. But so let me ask this this question before we get there. So think of your questions, everybody. We are going to open the lines in a minute. Um, specifically relating to this whole FPO offseason. It can be about the money, the players switching, whatever that is. Hannah, this to me is like, and I'm going to use the word earth shattering. I used Blockbuster earlier. Earth shattering in that two FPO players in the same year announced what are considered Blockbuster contracts for FPO specifically because we hadn't heard anything announced. Now, speculation is that Paige Pierce, probably one of the largest earners of FPO players ever, who knows? But the point is the public contracts. That's where I'm going with this. How good is that? And is that a big thing that's happening right now? Everyone's going, oh my goodness, I can see what I could be making. And now I'm just going to like, I have to go somewhere else because like that money is there. Like, what do you think is of the contracts being announced? How good is that for FPO? I think it's good for FPO, not because people are like licking their chops thinking about what how much money they could make. I think it's more of being able to set a value and a worth to yourself based off of someone else in your division. So Kona can see Kristen Tatar's worth to latitude and compare herself to Kristen using like UDISC stats and just like PDGA history and stuff. And then Instagram followers and influence numbers, like how much disc she can sell and then go and, and formulate her own number and pro, uh, share that with her companies that she's like entertaining for a deal or her own company. So I think it's more of that, but I don't want to say that like female support doesn't matter, but I, cause I think it does. Um, but I think it's also valuable because it helps you set a number for yourself. Yeah. I, I just, from my perspective, and this is this is why we had you on the show, Hannah, because we wanted your perspective. Uh, so I'm glad Yay. you're sharing it. And and by the way, everybody, Party Podcast on the Disc Golf Network. Uh, where else can they find Party Podcast? Is it only Disc Golf Network? It's it should be on all podcast. Uh, all right, stuff. Awesome. So wherever you listen to podcasts, check it out. Hannah brings this information and this perspective and really well thought out things. That was really elaborate things. Um, but from my perspective and Nick, I've, you can share as well here. Like we talked about this when, and again, we're all friends here. Hannah goes back a long ways with Nick and me. So we're just talking openly and having conversation, but she just happens to be married to her husband, Paul Macbeth. This comes up every time she's on the show. He announced like the largest blockbuster deal ever. And we all talked about how that was epic for the sport because it allows others to start to see their value. And we're going to talk about Ricky later, 
But I think Ricky leaving is going to be part of this conversation at some point. But my point is this, Nick, from your perspective, yep. seeing the money and what an FPO player can make, how do you think that affects the FPO division? Well, I think it gives the newer generation of disc golfers something to not, I don't want to say look forward to, because not everyone's going to achieve what Kona is able to achieve with this and the Chris and Tatars, the Pages, the Cats, and all those players and the Missies. But this allows it to be something where it's a conversation starter in a family's home out in Oregon. You know, a girl who loves playing disc golf is now able to see if I work my butt off, you know, and I get to potentially that point, there is money in the sport. I can see that there actually is money now. Before we knew that there was the PDGA was paying up or the Pro Tour was paying up better at their tournaments. Players were starting to make a little bit more money. But now we can see on paper guaranteed, you know, it's $125,000 a year. You know, you're talking over what, 2500 bucks a week as your guaranteed salary with that company. So it allows people in the newer generation to think this is a career possibility. But at the same time, this is also going to create this career is going to be that much harder to get, you know, at that level now. More and yeah. more, I to start playing it to where the percentage of people going professional in disc golf, you can always go professional by, you know, putting yourself as a pro on um, the PDGA and playing your local tournaments. But when it comes to the tour itself, the tour is going to shrink and the players that are actually able to tour is going to be those elite players. Yeah. But this the opportunity of I can actually think that now I can actually make money while going out and pursuing disc golf as a full-time career. I don't think it's different. I think it's, I think, I think Paul's announcement affects Nick Carl the same way that it affects a woman in disc golf too. I think Kristen Tatar's announcement affects me the same way it affects, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think um, it's like, Oh, how does this affect like women in disc golf? I think it's just, I think it's it's just showing the continued growth of the sport and that affects people in the sport or who are interested in taking the sport more seriously. But I don't think it's like a gender thing. Uh, listen, we had you on for a reason. I'll say it again. I want your perspective. We're probably far off. I just feel like, and it may, as unfortunate as it may be, that, yeah, you're, actually, you're right. You're, you've persuaded me. Players in general didn't know what they were worth. They didn't. It's, yeah. it's starting to happen now. It's starting to happen. But what's exciting is to see it. It's I feel like there's more public FPO contracts now than there are MPO. So like, well, it's hard. Like uh, you have to think about it. So you guys, for your podcast, a lot of the sponsorship makes it validates what you're doing. And so with you as a podcast, if you come on and say, "Oh, we have a sponsor," um, like name one of your sponsors. Uh, uh, we well, we are yeah. we aren't they aren't paying for that, so we're not going. No, I'm kidding. Sure, but if you, <laughs> I'm just if you come on and you say, "Oh, today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped," as a listener, I'm going to take your podcast a little bit more seriously because that's an outside sponsor. And so, in disc golf at the local level, if you show up with a grip bag and you're on team grip, people will take you more seriously. Other, other people around will take you more seriously and you might in turn take yourself more seriously, but there comes a point where it's not just about clout anymore and you actually need to fund something. And that's the hard turn because what used to just be a jovial conversation of like, Oh man, like, thank you so much for all this product. Like, this is awesome. Then becomes like, listen, <laughs> like I've been, so I've been throwing your product and 
Um, you've been paying for my entry fees, but touring is expensive. So I'm going to need a little bit more. Like that could be really hard. And it, it things like this make it easier. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, we're going to wrap that conversation up and just dabble just a bit in just some other FPO news. Missy Gannon resigned to your contract. That is not public what that is, but good for her. She deserves it. I also love her logo MG for some reason. I'll just say that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Valerie Mandahano leaves Innova and signs two years with DD. Um, mm -hmm. This is going to be a topic for later. But it's the whole, what some are calling the exodus from Innova. Let's <laughs> say that three times fast. And the exodus from Prodigy, it seems. Um, and even the exclusive tonight from Gannon Burr, where I don't think he was planning to, but he's leaving Prodigy. We speculated about that earlier, um, or few, three or four weeks ago. Um, so there's a lot to be talked about um, still. There's still things that are coming. For instance, as we haven't, we don't know yet where Katrina's going. So like that, there's still going to be tops. We don't know where Haley is going. It'll be fun to talk about that coming up. Uh, Hannah, do you want to stick around and play a little stat or fiction with us? Yeah, sure. I'll hang okay. out. She's going to hang out, but let's do this. I told people we're going to take the phone calls, so let's go ahead and pull up the lines here and let people call in. Hello. Hello, man. Hello. Hola. Hola. Okay, so here Hola. we go. The phone line's open. Um, let me make sure I'm... On my side, as I mentioned, sometimes I get things a little bit uh, jumbled here. But go ahead and call that number on the screen. People are going to call and be like, what's Paul McBeth doing right now? And it's going to be sick because I'm going to be like, he's practice putting. And it's going to just be really good for our brand. You exactly. uh, deserve <laughs> to say nothing if you don't want to. And I will just hang up the call. So if you no, say. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Maybe nobody calls in. We'll have to find out. And maybe they liked Gannon better than they do you. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> You guys don't have to call in. It's okay. Ask the question. We're, we're curious for people to ask the question that they have about FPO. Maybe we've hashed it all out for them. And if that's yeah. the case. And in the meantime, I'm wearing these blue light glasses. I don't know if they work. Okay. Are those for gaming and like looking at a screen all day, right? Yeah. But I feel like they just make me look cool. Especially because I'm coming on the show as like giving an opinion. And I'm like. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> they they make you look cool. All right. Yeah, so we got our first caller on. Go ahead and give us your name, where you're from, and then give us your question. Yeah, my name is Bill. I'm uh, DG Go in the chat. I've been chatting up with you guys. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Hannah. Very cool. Hello, Bill. <laughs> All right, Bill, what's your question? All right. Um, we're talking a lot about the business aspects of it. My thing is, the way that a lot of the manufacturers are looking at, do you think that, I know they want to sell the plastic, but do you think the plastic actually grows the sport um, as opposed to kind of like backing their pro athletes? Because like, I don't think any kid's ever going to be like, wow, I, I love this plastic. I'm motivated. I want to be a plastic collector. But I think somebody like, you know, Paul or Ricky can motivate somebody to want to play disc golf and to grow the sport uh one more question does paul let you drive his car <laughs> all right with that we're gonna let you go great questions though great all questions right. Hannah, Thanks, go ahead guys. and give it Keep to us up. uh he does let me drive his car but i just don't i really like the charger hellcat it's uh it's my vibe i'm not really a mclaren kind of person 
didn't grow up that way, not really into it, <laughs> wouldn't be able to appreciate it. Um, anyways, the, the question, do you want me to answer first? Yeah, yeah go for it. Go for it. That's a, I mean, that was a good question. Okay. I think that the more loyalty you can build with a person, the better. So that is what the goal is for the spawn. Like that is what they're trying to do. So there is a lot of sponsorship at the local level by companies like Discraft and Innova and stuff um, and DD because they want to build that brand loyalty. And if they are building brand loyalty in an area, then that is good for them. So no, I don't think the plastic brings more, like I don't think people are throwing being like, oh, I really love this plastic and that's it. I think they really love the plastic and then they find the pro disc golf and that keeps them in the sport. And by keeping them in the sport, and sponsoring players, you have now an opportunity to make more money off of their interest. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Okay. And I think that's a good perspective to have. And to those calling in real quick, would you shut off the YouTube when you call in? I know you're trying to stay in touch, but if you make it through and you hear us talking on your phone, hang up your YouTube. All right. We're letting in our next caller. Welcome to the show. If you're hearing me, welcome you on your phone. You've made it on. Give us your question, or actually your name, where you're from, and a question. Hi, yes, I am Pia, and uh, from Illinois, and I was wondering what is Hannah's best future um, plans for uh, for disc golf and and what it looks like. I know that she's a really good disc golf, and same with Nick Carl. I was also wondering uh, what uh, what 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 Nick Carl's uh, big old plans are for disc golf too. All right, appreciate your question. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Oh, hi. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Nick Carl. You can answer first. All right. I appreciate that very much. Saying that I'm going to disc golf that means a lot to me. Um, my future plans for this year in the 2022 season is I want to try to make it out to a majority of the Pro Tour events, and then uh, goals for play wise is, you know, I was talking about this last night with some friends is. I would love to have a breakout tournament. And to me personally, a breakout tournament would be top 10 at an elite series event, one where the best players are at it. Um, specifically, I'd love to break top 10 at Maple Hill or GMC. Those are two of my favorite tournaments that I love playing. They're playoffs this year, so I'm going to make sure I can get into those. But then also um, in the local scene, I want to grow myself as a player with C tiers, B tiers, and A tiers. I still love playing local tournaments. And um, so I want to honestly just capture as many wins as I can this year in the local area and then get out into the road and make a name for myself to try to build up my own brand personally. Awesome. Hannah, that was a follow-up question for you too. What's your future? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I have actually not renewed my PDGA membership and I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of work to do on myself. Um, I have hypothyroidism for people who don't know that what that is. My thyroid like doesn't really work that very, very well. So I, um, the last couple of years have like gone through a bunch of health stuff and I'm just like working on getting back to a healthier version of me. And it's really, really hard to have consistency on the road. So 
I'm not going to be on the road as much next year because I'm trying to invest in myself so that I can then be healthy to invest in others. But I started a YouTube channel. I would like to create more content in disc golf that's like homemade. So there's a lot of people like Joe Miss Pro and GK Pro and like you guys who are creating content. Um, mine is going to be a lot more like of this, of just like me vlogging. So, um, and yeah, I'd like to experiment with that. And I'm also studying for something, but I'm not, I don't really want to talk about it right now. It's okay. just like I'm Hold studying on. towards some goals, but oh. nothing that I want to make public right Here, now. Here, let's give her the exclusive. And now. For a Nick and Matt show exclusive. <laughs> Just kidding. You gave us enough. You gave us enough. That's awesome. All right. We have on the line one more caller. We're going to take this call here. It's probably our last, I'm going to say, but uh, you've made it live on the Nick and Matt show. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? And what's your question? What's up, guys? This is Josh from Daddy Disc Golf. Nice to meet you guys. My question is for Hannah. Hannah, um, specifically, you have a lot of experience with the pro world and um, players from all over the world. What do you think is more important nowadays, um, winning percentage or would you say having a social media game and being more prevalent in the community? What do you think manufacturers are looking at more um, specifically? Thank you guys very much, and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Daddy Disc Golf. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so Nick Carl and I talk about this all the time because we get to talking and then we talk for a long time. Um, you either have to have a really good personality or you have to win. And oh. <laughs> if you have a really great personality, you have to put in the work to show people and and put your personality out there. And so I think of like Big Germ and Yuli, like, yes, they have Elite Series wins. Big Germ won a major a couple of years ago, like 2016 or 2017. Um, I think it's 2016. Yeah. Uh, but they don't, they're not winning. You know, they haven't won recently in like a while. So that's a perfect example of that. And then also Ezra Aderhold is like an up and coming and he has an awesome personality, puts it out there on YouTube for people to see and his popularity is growing. And now he has more way or sway, I don't know, uh, with talks. So you either have to have, in my opinion, you either have to have a really great personality or be winning um, in order to be making it in the sport right now. No, definitely. I'll kind of follow up with that question just in the sense of we have talked about this plenty of times and we've talked about it on the show as well to where there's almost like the content creation aspect of disc golf where you see a lot of players have big, big followings on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, who more so just go out and they create awesome content. But then you do have those elite players who their main focus, though, is to win tournaments. They want to win elite series tournaments. And you take the top 30 players in the world and all of them you know, even the top 50, all of them will have in mind that, yes, I want to win the world championships. And there are plenty of people now in the world right now who can actually go out and say, I have an opportunity to try to win the world championships. But at the same time, they're still in our sport is a, you know, almost like a 10 to 12 consistent person ratio of who is going out winning these events. And so for a lot of other players, making sure that you are a likable character, you are someone who does commentary you're someone who does a lot of these fun things in the content side because that is also going to help out your career but yeah. um, kind of like it, it all depends on what you want out of your career like you know for someone like me i want to win tournaments whether it's a c tier 
or the biggest tournament in the world. Like, I want to go out and win a tournament. Content is second to that. Yeah, because it's going to take away from the time that you're investing in trying to win a tournament. But as someone who needs to grow in the sport with my own personal brand and my, you know, likability and everything like that, I still need to make sure that my content is, I'm I'm coming out with it in a consistent aspect. And then, yeah, maybe you get out there more and you make more money, but then now more people are watching you and you're not, they're not watching you just for your highlight reel anymore. Like you're sharing everything with them. Exactly. So there's, there's gives and takes. And if you're not passionate about it, it's not, you're not going to do it. Same thing with disc golf. Like I wasn't passionate about professional disc golf. It was too selfish for me. Like, uh, that's like the only adjective that I can ever think to use. It's a very like push everything else out and focus on you. And I'm not that, I don't have that strength. I'm very much like a team person. Okay. Who's falling behind? Let me help them. So when it came to my own game, I would never practice because there was always something else that came first. Like, Oh, we needed to grocery shop and food prep and all of these other things needed to come first. And I, it, I can't compete with women who are only focusing on that. Um, and the reason I didn't, and the reason I couldn't be is because I wasn't passionate about it. So yeah, for those of you who are like, man, someday I'd love to be a pro- professional disc golfer. You can totally do it. You can become a touring pro, but if you're not passionate about it, if you're not like, you know, I don't want to say like, if you don't love every single second, because nobody does, like it's still a job and it's hard, but yeah, that's, you know, you've got to find the things that you're passionate about that complement what it is you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. So. Awesome. Thank you to those who called in live. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks to calling in live. We've never done that before on this show. Uh, It worked out. I will just say this one reminder again, you call in, shut off your YouTube you're going to hear us talking on the phone. That's okay. Wait till we introduce you to the show. We had some people call in and hang up. They, they were like, and you guys can't hear this, but as the producer side of me, you guys are talking and they're like, hello, hello. <laughs> you're going hello. And I'm like trying Aww. to make sure it doesn't go out to the feed. And I'm like, just sit tight. Just sit tight. You'll get on the show. <clears throat> All right. We are ready. There's one super, uh, super chat that just came in. You can see it on the screen there. Shift one photo, making sure this works. That's pretty cool. It's working. Thanks. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that the audio is not coming through, but that's something I can work on later. We have made it to the point in the show that that Evan has been sitting around for the whole time. There he is. All right. Hannah, you're sticking around. Here we go. We're going to go into stat or fiction. Here we go, everybody. Oh, sorry. Here we go. For real this time. Stat or fiction presented by Stat Mando. There we go. Satter fiction. Wait, this is. Can I take Evan's spot? No, nope. You you have not. Here's watch. Whoop, there we go. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right, Evan. All right. Uh, it's been a while. As in, like tonight, it's been a while. I was. I was just sitting back and enjoying all of this. I'm like, this is such good stuff. I have nothing to add to this. Like, <laughs> I was just, I was just enjoying being a fan for a little bit behind the scenes. But that is all good. Um, so to get into stat or fiction, um, there was uh, kind of an event. There's probably a few this past weekend. Uh, one in Florida. Uh, it was the 2021 Florida Disc Golf Championship. 
that happened in 2022. I'm a little bit confused on the name, but Johnny McRae, uh, was a lead into it. He shot a 1087 rated round in the second round to come back and win the 2021 Florida disc golf championship. The statter fiction statement is this is Johnny McRae's highest rated round of his career. Mm. A 1087. Uh, who do Wait, we make go first? Who do we make go first? That was that was yesterday. Oh. So the sadder fiction is whether you think that throughout his whole career is that his highest rated round ever. Stat would be yes, 1087 is his highest. Fiction would be no. Back in 2016, he shot a higher one somewhere. That's right. Are you googling it? No, 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 no. That's, He's even not looking at us like a lot. They, I, uh, <laughs> He's engaging the chat. <laughs> someone in the chat, I looked at it like Stop. I browsed through last week and someone's like, Nick totally got burned. I saw him look at the chat. He went with it. He went all in and he got burned. <laughs> it was awesome. Nick Carl is the imposter. Vote him out. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so let's go back here. Put it up. The points are all tied right now. Zero, zero, zero. We're going to make Nick go first. What do you say, Nick, stat or fiction? I'll go fiction. All right. Nick says fiction. Um, I'm not going to make Hannah go next. I will go next. Um, and I am going to say stat. And Hannah, you're up. I wonder if Paul's watching so I can, like, ask him. Uh, I'm going to say uh, stat. All right. She says stat. And Evan, what's the answer? The answer is fiction whoa uh, this Nick. is the second highest rated round of his career he actually had a 1090 at the gator county gator <laughs> country classic 12 uh i actually didn't have the year written down i could look it up quickly but that's okay uh but second highest of his career i don't know how old he is but uh he's still killing it uh in this age all right that was a good one if you look at the points here nick you got one starting out strong it's all due to the chat it's all due to the chat eyes on eyes on us <laughs> okay yeah uh, don't be looking over to the side thanks for the super chat from uh sean de stefano uh de stefano saying matt g to discraft mm, i'm a i'm a free agent always okay go ahead evan <laughs> all right so uh i Keeping it up on that uh, 2021 Florida Disc Golf Championship, Ellen Widboom won the FPO side. So I got a question about her. Um, and I got another lead-in one to start it out. She finished second at the 2021 Mid-America Open this year. That was a Silver Series event. The statter fiction is that was her only top 10 finish at a Disc Golf Pro Tour event in 2021. That's elite or silver. She only had one top 10 finish, and that was Mid-America Open. Now... I apologize, but I totally missed the name. I got the stat. Ellen Woodboom. Ed Ellen Woodboom. Okay. Ooh, I'm I'm first, I guess, with this one. Um, and I was just thinking about her the other day and how Ellen Woodboom, which did, did not do much booming this year that I was aware of compared to the previous years, kind of had some breakout moments. I'm gonna say. I'm teetering either way. It wasn't a great year for her as far as like what maybe expectations would be. So I'm just going to say stat. I'm going to stat again. Hannah, you're up. I, Ellen Midboom played like a hundred events this year, but she played all of the ones that she wanted to. So I'm not sure we saw her on tour as often as we used to, but she played like 
57 events or something crazy like that. It was insane. Um, I'm sorry. Could you, so, so she placed, did she place inside the top 10 I'm at saying, any other disc golf pro tour events? Uh, essentially. I'm saying that she only finished top 10 once. Is that stat at, at elite series at, at disc at disc golf pro tour events. That's okay. elite and silver series. Okay. Oh man. I'm going to say, I'm going to say fiction. Done. What do you got, Nick? Not confidently. <laughs> I'm going to that. All right, Nick says stat. Thank All right, you, Carl. Evan, what do you got? Uh, this is a stat. Woo. Um, I, I think she just had a tough year. She played seven disc golf, pro tour, disc golf pro tour elite and silver events this year. Mid-America, she finished second, but that was her only top 10. In 2020, she played six uh, elite and silver disc golf pro tour events and finished top 10 in every single one. Um, so just, I mean, in, including last year or was it 2019 was her really magical Idlewild win. That was just a super cool moment. So I, I think agree. that was last year. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I was kind of saying. This year. That's how it felt. It felt like her previous year was much better. So Nick taking a strong commanding lead too. I have one Hannah sitting there with the, they say, I think the goose egg. All right, let's go. That's about right. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Nick, I got one about you here and. Um, it, it's kind of a, a interesting one. It's not a usual kind of stat or fiction. It's in 2021, Paul Macbeth played worse in events with Nick Carl in the field. And what I mean by that is Paul Macbeth had a worst average place, average cash and top five percentage in events where Nick Carl was also in that event compared to events that Nick Carl was not. So I'm going to try to do what I always do and clarify. You're saying when oh, no. Paul Mc... You should just let this deep, dark silence exist. All right, yeah. We Nick's... should all just stare at Nick Carl while he... Nick is first. Nick is first. Do you oh, get the question, well, Nick? Do you want me to yeah. resummarize the top? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, it's a stat. Okay, so events... Essentially what we're saying is events that Nick Carl is playing and where Paul is also playing means that Paul is playing worse. Like, that's kind of what we're essentially saying. Yes. Okay. Um, Nick's laughing, and he says it's a stat. So this is going to be a, like a surefire win for Nick, if that's the truth. So, it, But I have to guess opposite. I have to guess opposite to have a chance at tying. So I'm just going to do it for the gamesmanship of it. Uh, Evan, who's tracking stats later, take that note. No. I'm going to say a stat. Ah, dang it. You're going to get a point. We'll be tied. That's okay. All right, I need Evan. a point. Yeah, you need a point. All right, this is a stat. I gotta say, Nick, did you? Is this something you guys have noticed? Oh yeah. <laughs> there, there is ongoing, dude. This has been since 2016. Since I've, you know, I met Paul in 2015, um, where he had the incredible year, and I met, and and uh, what's funny is actually the first time legitimately meeting him was, was I think 2016 Maple Hill Open. And then 2017, I lived down in Virginia with him. And towards the uh, the first tournament, big one that I went to was Ledgestone. So I went Ledgestone, Idlewild, MVP Open, GMC. And then I think I went down to South Carolina to watch USCGC. And he lost all of those events. 2018 was the same story to where every single event that I went to, I watched him lose Worlds in 2017 and 18, USCGC. In 2018, I didn't go to 
USDGC. And then what do you know? Paul goes and wins 2018 USDGC. So then 2019 was the first year that I was going to start playing a couple bigger events. I was working a good job. I was getting vacation time when I wanted. And two of the events I went to watch and he lost them all. And then I finally watched him win an A tier. And I was like, okay, the, the, the curse is broken. And then he won MVP Open and GMC that same year that I went to those events. But there is a funny ongoing juju that I have been awful juju for Paul McBeth. And <laughs> the worst, worst part of it all was the last round at Worlds last year in 2021. Ugh. I played my round. And then I went to the car with Brody and Kelsey, and we watched live coverage instead of walking in person. And then, of course, here I am thinking, you know, okay, James hit the tree. James already threw an upshot. Paul's in perfect position to get a four. Oh also probably going to throw up. So I walked out of the car, and I went to go watch the final hole to see my best friend potentially win the world championship. And the first freaking thing that I see is James Conrad throw the holy shot. And then, you know, I, I, I had to walk away. I didn't watch the playoff. I only, I, I heard it. I was sitting behind where the trophies were, though, like literally sitting back because I was like, I did this. I'm, the, I'm like, this is my fault. And dude, I felt so bad. No, it's not real. <laughs> so someone but, uh, in the chat's uh, like, Paul needs to sponsor what? Nick not to play, yeah. coming from one of our super fan Kent Chapman. <laughs> no, it's not real. It's just really funny to like. It's not yeah. real, but it's really it's funny. But I have seen Paul win multiple events, but at the same time, um, this past year, I traveled to <laughs> four events, and uh, I don't think I saw him win any of the pro tours that I went to. I don't think. I'd have to really think back on it, but. Um, yeah, it's just been an ongoing joke. So the second you started saying that, I said, yeah, that's that's a stat. I, I know that is uh. the truth. It's like our favorite thing to text each other during tournaments, though. <laughs> and I'll be walking with Paul, and he'll, like, miss a pod or do something. And I'll text Nick Carl and be like, are you here? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll and he's watching. like, no, I'm at the Airbnb. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'll be like, I can't, I can't watch live coverage because every single time I turn it on, the first throw that I see is Paul like missing a putt that I feel like he should have made or throwing it OB. And so that I have to turn off the live coverage and then I just get to, you know, watch post round or talk about his round afterwards. But there have been plenty of moments where like I have walked up to go watch Paul's round after mine. And the first thing he does is like, we make eye contact and then he throws a bad shot and I literally turn around and leave. Like I can't, I can't do it. So it's been, it's, I feel so bad, but I've always said that I was like, because in 2017, when we first really started joking about it, um, I had watched him lose, I think like Ledgestone and Idlewild. And then I came back to Massachusetts while he was going to the Pittsburgh flying disc open. I came back to play the MVP open am side and what's it called? Um, he he goes on and wins that tournament by like seven strokes. And so I was like, great. I'm my best friends. I can't even watch him play because every single time it's something bad happens. So I can't believe you chose that stat and you didn't even know. What? Oh, like, like Evan, I can't believe you guys I, put that oh, together. and you didn't No even... clue. This is hilarious. Oh, I'm having the time amazing. Of my life with this coincidence. So what's oh funny? yeah, Evan, it's super fun. We're having so much fun talking about. 
What's funny though is because Paul just texted me and he sent me this gif and it says it's true though with someone like eating food and <laughs> we've talked about it so so many times and uh yeah like I I have contemplated signing up for like 2022 worlds one because I I don't play well in golf courses and then two because I want to see Paul succeed, but I'm definitely going to 2023 Worlds if I get the invite. I'm definitely going to that because it's in Vermont. But 2022, I haven't, I haven't full on decided yet. But <laughs> all right. Oh. Well, anyways, I, I feel bad even talking about it because now I feel like any Paul fans freaking hate me because I, you know. But <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you off with one stat. Um, one, his career average cash is higher in events you play, and, and I, I will say on top of this. Um, this is from when you're in the field. I have yeah. no, like, I don't have the data on whether you were watching or not, like yeah, not yeah. that sophisticated, which would be cool. But um, his average cash is higher with you in the field and his top five percentage for his career, which is 80%. That guy's good. Yeah. So. <laughs> so Nick so. won. Nick won, and you didn't know, but we you threw him a bone at that one because that's apparently a big inside joke. Apparently, whoops. <laughs> but no, and I, Hannah yeah, got on the board. Uh, Nick takes it down. Yay! And yeah, we had a good time. Thank you, Stat Mando. And I say Stat Mando because they deserve all the credit. But Evan is a driving force there with other partners as well. But thank you for putting that together for the Nick and Matt show. Um, all right, <clears throat> Hannah. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm laughing because I think before you came on, shows. I think you came on before I said this or after I said this, but I told everyone about like New Year's and celebrating and one time for New Year's celebration, like the ball dropped and we're celebrating. And I looked at all of our guests and I was like, you can leave whenever you want. Like you can leave whenever you want. <laughs> but like, I just meant kind of like, like trying to be a good guest, like leave whenever you want, but it comes out like leave like now. And um, so I was just about to tell you, like, hey, you probably have things to do, but I don't mean, like, leave. I just mean, like, let us know, because we didn't say you were going to be on for, like, an hour. But we are going to close out with a few other topics. So stick around if you'd like to or do whatever you'd like. So let us know what you want to do. Stick around. We got probably another 15 minutes. Uh, Yeah, I can do 15 minutes. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to hit a little bit hard and fast here. We're going over to MPO. And Evan, anytime you want to speak up. Oh, wait, are you talking easy. about MPO? Yeah, we're talking about MPO. Oh, I don't really care about them. Okay. Yeah. Are you out? Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to go cook spaghetti. Awesome. First off, before, before Hannah leaves, don't forget to check out her new YouTube channel that she opened up. And also, don't forget to check out the Party Podcast on the Disc Golf Network. Her and Christine Jennings go over pretty much all things FBO. Hannah, we really, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. What's funny is I haven't seen Hannah and like, what two weeks two and a half weeks or something like that because i've been quarantining elsewhere um but you know maybe one day we only live 20 minutes apart and so maybe one day i'll be able to see you guys again yeah it's just that i'm like pretty busy so yeah exactly so just you know hit me up when your schedule allows it yeah i love i'll have someone reach out (laughs) i love your your new setup hannah thank you uh yeah all right We'll stay in touch. Um, There's going to be a lot happening. We'll bring you on again, I'm sure. Have a great evening uh, eating or making spaghetti or both. That's awesome. So, Yeah, and um, just really quick, thank you guys so much for listening to me. It really means a lot that I can come on here and share my 
uh, brain with all of you. I don't have very many brain cells, but I like to share them with my friends. Um, and I've been getting so many messages on Instagram and YouTube comments and everything. And you guys are so nice. Like our fan base is so nice and I just really appreciate and I read all of the comments from you guys. And, um, yeah, we just really appreciate you and I'm excited to see everyone when the tour starts. I'll be at a couple events, but I'm not sure yet, but I really look forward to like seeing all of you guys out in the world again and hopefully, uh, I don't know, hopefully just like with less COVID everywhere, but in the meantime, stay safe and thank you guys for having me. All right. Peace out, Hannah. Appreciate it. Peace. All right, everybody. Hannah Macbeth on the show, bringing the good stuff. Um, totally appreciate her time. It's uh, incredible that we have these opportunities and connections just to reach out literally and like two hours, hour before the show. Like, hey, can you come on? And she was able to do it yeah. after recording her own show again. Go check out her own show over there, Party Podcast with her and Christine Jennings. All right, like, subscribe. You see this little button popping up on the YouTube screen there. Please do that. We've had almost 300 concurrent the whole show, which is fan. Fantastic. I didn't know what would happen coming back from foundation. That is awesome. Uh, so yeah, please get the likes up. We've got 77 likes right now. <clears throat> We've had people subscribe. I uh, totally appreciate the subscriptions as well, including, I just have to do this. This is kind of random. I'm going to have to hit him up later. Someone that's not in the disc golf world. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I recognize that name. I was like, is that him? I wonder if it is. It's gotta be. I'll hit him up later. One of my friends, childhood friends. I don't see him very often subscribed during the show. Totally cool. Appreciate that very much. Um, shout out to Matt Orn. Okay. We're jumping into this topic. No holds barred. No, maybe we'll bar some of them, but let's talk about it. Ricky announced arguably the best player in the world, uh, receiving player of the year. Um, dropping an announcement like hey i've uh, deliberated or however you put it like this was a hard decision but i'm leaving innova and innova in response posted like sorry to see you go <laughs> in so many words but we're we're happy yeah. for you uh just really polite business transaction it seems we don't know what actually transpired i'm not here to make drama but his contract hadn't ended yet as far as contracts go. So you know that there was obviously conversations that had to be had. And let's talk about it. Evan, I think, and Nick probably agreed, but I came out and did this take two weeks ago. I said, it's going to happen. Ricky's going to make an announcement. He's multi-million dollar deal or a million dollar deal at least. And um, you said, yeah, I'm getting in on that. Like, it's definitely happening. Is it still happening? Are you still on the same page, Evan? Yeah, I think at this point, everyone's pretty convinced it's it's DD. Uh, I, I am as well. It All signs point to that. All the leaks and rumors. I mean, just today, it got shared around, uh, at least Twitter, was a picture of Ricky Wysocki or Saki Bomb Felons, uh, overstable driver from DD. So uh, it, I just think, I think it's that. I don't think there's much more to talk about it, but we can go on for as long as we want on Ricky to DD. Okay, so that's where he's going. Is it going to be a million dollars? Well, I'll, I'm going to stay exactly how I was, how I was last time. If it's a million dollars or more per year, then yes, he announces it. If it's not, if it's under that, if DD did eight hundred thousand or nine hundred ninety nine thousand, uh, he's not announcing it. He's going to. It's it's. 
I don't think Ricky's going to say he's getting less than Paul, whether he deserves it or not. Uh, I don't think he's going to say it. I think he wa- I think him and Paul, like that's all they do is they compete against each other. He's going to either tie or one up Paul. It could be. I would, would you be swayed at all to say like he comes out and announces like a $2 million four year contract. Would he announce that even though it's less? I mean, like it comes out saying like, Hey, I'm going to make 2 million in four years. I would be shocked. I don't think so. I mean, that's how Paul started. When Paul was the best player, he came out with a four-year one million. And I know you're saying they compete, but like, I, there is something to be said about like, hey, I'm making millions, right? And I feel like there's something behind that. I, I, I'm just doing this for the banter sake of it. I think your opinion's great. I wanted to share that. Nick, what do you think? Is he going to make millions? Is he going to DD? What do you think? Uh, where he's going, I mean, I think it's all pointing towards DD. If something else comes up, I'd be kind of mind blown by it. Um, but I definitely think he's coming out with a big contract. And uh, Evan pretty much said it perfectly, though. If it's less than a million, I don't think they announce it. Or if they do, I'd be kind of shocked at that. Um, but if it's more than a million, I definitely think so, because then you would pretty much have the new highest guaranteed contract in disc golf. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Well, great, great point I'll, you just brought up. Yeah, go ahead, Evan. I want to add on to that is I don't ne- like if it's announced to be a million dollars, I don't think it's necessarily a million dollars guaranteed. It might be 500,000 a year guaranteed. And then DD's just announcing it as in, yeah, we're going to guess it's going to be 500,000 extra on disc sales. Um, yeah. And that we're going to, we're going to word it as, yeah, it's probably going to be a million dollars because this is what we're guessing our sales are going to be. Okay. I'm taking all of your opinions that I've been hearing and I'm filtering it to what I'm feeling too, is that it's, it's going to be, it's going to be at least a million dollars and it's going to be announced because DD and rightfully so has been doing a lot of buildup and promotion around this in their articles. They released this to the Emporia Gazette to make a post prior to it even being announced as far as I know anywhere else in the disc golf world. And it was kind of like leaked out. They're like, hey, look at the Emporia Gazette. And then the Emporia Gazette, it says these are going to be, and this is words from DD, like two of the two of the largest deals ever. Okay. And I feel like they wouldn't do this build up if they weren't going to announce the dollar amount. Like, yeah, we're just going to have to ask you just to trust us. This is one of the biggest ever. Like they did it with Kona. I... I love the fact that we're all speculating about this. Is it going to happen with Ricky? I say yes. I say yes regardless because I think it's going to be big enough. But I like Evan's take. So that's Ricky Wysocki. Any follow-ups on any of that before we move on? I mean, the way they announced Kona's contract, if Ricky is the one to be signed as the MPO player of that, I think they have a very big promotion of it, uh, big video, everything like that with at the end of it, pretty much releasing the dollar amount, um, especially if it is something that's worth more than what we've seen in disc golf so far. Okay. I'll add real quick. I'm excited to see uh, harp sales and pig sales uh, before and after. We saw that when he moved to Innova, we saw harp sales decline. I don't know how strongly, but at least decline compared to pig sales rising up. Just too overstate, uh, overstable approach disc. Like that's Ricky's bread and butter, along with a lot of people, but he sells it a lot better than anyone else. So I think it'll be really interesting, assuming he goes back to the harp since that's what he threw when he was with Latitude. Uh, I, I think that'll speak a lot to the, the deal as well because I think it's one of the more popular 
disc that people attach themselves to. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting down to the last minutes here, and we always joke about that, but let's make this quick. Would you describe what happened with Innova and even Prodigy this year as an exodus? Yes or no? Uh, Nick? I mean, Innova, yes. Prodigy, no. I don't really, you know, not too many, you know, Innova, we've seen a lot of players leave. Like, a lot of players who you think, that's an Innova for life kind of player. And we've seen a lot of them kind of, like, move away from it. Without them, so far, I have no idea, but without them signing anyone or big announcements that they're signing. So I think it's just they're seeing two different directions. Players are seeing where the company's going. The company's seeing where they want the players to go. And I think players are looking at it as there's potentially better opportunities out there. Um, but for the most part, I don't see it as much from Prodigy. Okay. I mean, I do see, obviously, Cat leaving. but Right. Cat leaving, and now we know Gannon and Burr leaving. And there was very strong rumor. Gannon didn't, didn't say he was leaving, though. Well. He, he never said he never said he was leaving. And True, was I said you didn't announce your sponsorship, but he did say when I asked for follow up later that he's like it, throwing like new plastic or something like that. So like, and we saw him selling all of his prodigy stuff throughout the off season. Like, so I'm just speculating, but if it's him, Katrina, and then the large rumors about Chris Dickerson that we have not heard yet, is it going to happen? I don't know, but people were really strongly reaching out to us trying to give us insight to that. The rumors were swirling. People are still questioning it. Um, but in, and for Innova's sake, and I'm going to toss this over to, to Evan, um, is it an exodus? I mean, and why? And why? Uh, Sexton did resign today, three more years to 2025. But why would it be an exodus? What's your opinion on that, Evan? Do you have one? Uh, I think it's the, how you define exodus. Uh, I think, yeah, a lot of people did leave, but they also have a ginormous team and still have an incredibly good team. I mean, they have Nathan Queen, uh, uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship winner. They have Joel Freeman, who killed it this year. I mean, Nate Sexton and Jeremy Colling, who, you know, I mean, Nate still in, finished third at Worlds. Uh, Jerm's still touring, and, and both of those are very much in the limelight being the commentators, and they're just so, like, amazing. So I, I don't think they have – there's no problem. And so if you say Exodus, it's not to say that they have no team anymore. They still very – they have a very quality team that you could say might be better than a lot of others. And I totally miss Calvin Heinberg, who uh, – you know, there's always been rumors around him, but I haven't really heard anything substantial lately. I think he sticks with Innova for this year. <laughs> Maybe – Maybe yeah. he's the one going to DD and Ricky's going somewhere else. Yeah. I've, I have a question. Just kind of, I want you guys' thoughts on it, but what do you consider a bigger contract in the grand scheme of things? What is a bigger contract? Four years, 5 million or 10 years, 10 million? Four what years. Shows- four years. Uh, well, again, it's, it's how you look at it, but I say four years, 5 that's, million. That's what I, it depends I, on how you I'm curious what your thoughts, just a first initial thoughts. What's bigger, four years, five million, or 10 years, 10 million? Yeah, I, I would always lean to per year average. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're, if you're a player that's like, well, dang, I, I can secure 10 years, that's pretty good. But like, yeah, I think you go four years, five million. And by the way, we're kind of jumbling, so we're getting down to the last bit of it here. But yes, Calvin, is he going somewhere else? I speculated he was, but maybe he's not this year. I thought he was going to DD. Um, Maddie O did leave Prodigy. So Maddie O, Katrina Allen, possibly, as I said, Gannon Burr, that would be pretty significant. And then the nail in the coffin, if you will, and I'm just holding it out there. I do not know anything, but rumor said that Chris Dickerson was probably on the move or trying to move. 
it could happen. If that happens, then I say, yes, it is an exodus. Why? That's speculation for another show. Um, Innova, unfortunately, Kona, in some interviews and some things that were written down about why she left, she said, like, she didn't feel like she was, there was the transparency, I think she said, and communication. Now, just throwing this back, when Paul left, I think those are some of the same words that Paul used. There's something going on there. I don't know, unfortunate or fortunate, whatever it is. But the players who are there love Innova. So some people like it, some people don't. Kind of like the New England Patriots, Nick. You either yeah. love them or you oh, hate no, them. No. Yeah, exactly. And especially as a player. I mean, we, we talked about this from almost like a sports broadcasting kind of world of it. The three of us going back and forth on what we think is our opinion on it. Uh, but the players who do love Innova are going to stick with Innova. The players who do love Discraft and DD and all these different companies, even for the casual player, you have those people who specifically throw a certain company because either their favorite player does it or they believe that company makes the best discs. It doesn't matter. So no matter what, you're going to have the people who are beyond loyal to that company. Um, but when it comes to the elite pros aspect of it, there are a lot of players who think they deserve more than what they are getting. And if a company is not willing to work with you on that, then yeah, maybe another company is. And so for these top players, like, you know, Paul was with Innova practically his whole life of playing disc golf, switches to disc craft in 2019 or end of 2018, going into 2019, wins the world championships. Ricky went from what prodigy to latitude 64 and that year won the world championships or a year or two after that won the world championships. I mean, these players don't have an issue switching the discs, uh, but there are those people who are loyal to the company. I mean, Garrett Gerthy, as of late, has always said, I just love Innova. They're the best company in the world. Jeremy Colling posted that he was re-signing with Innova, and he says, I will die with, pretty much I will die with Innova. I love this company. I want them to be my long-term career, you know, everything like that with Innova. And then same thing with Nate Sexton, extending his contract. I mean, if I was Nate, I would never leave. The way Firebirds sell and the way they treat Nate. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's incredible. Doesn't even, he doesn't even really have to play on the tour anymore, which is funny because still when he goes out, he plays consistently well. I mean, third place at Worlds multiple top 10 finishes, even for the few months that he played this year. But the way that the Firebirds sell, he does pro tour live coverage, and then he also does Joe Mez coverage. And he's making money in all different areas to where, you know, he doesn't even have to look at Innova as a massive contract because he has contracts with other companies helping him out. So, it, And real quick, Evelina Salonen, she's arguably the, the uh, best woman disc golfer in the world. Uh, she hasn't toured in the U.S. the last two years. Uh, but if she comes over here, like, she's rated number one by Udis. Maybe she's number one overall. Uh, I, I think it's up for debate and she's on Innova and doesn't seem to know rumors there that she's moving on. So yep, exactly. every year it's, it's like, I get excited like Christmas again. I'm like, what's this year going to bring? It's like, yeah. I'm so grateful for disc golf. It's the, it's the new year. This is the first episode of 2022. There's a lot to still talk about in our closing note, just for the fun of it. You have to pick where Katrina's going. You, you, I guess you could say she's not playing disc golf anymore. If you'd like to, that can be your pick. But just as our closeout, no specul, no like talking about it. Just like say a sponsor name. Who's she going to, Nick? Discmania. Discmania. Uh, Evan, what I do you think? That's I would love to see that. Oh, see, I don't, I don't know. Ah. I, I like I, I think of reasons for all the different ones and then I'm like, ah no, it can't be that. And I do it for every single one. So I'm running out of of any of it. Like at this point it's gonna be mint disc, you know? Okay. Uh no, no, that's that was not right, my What is it? What is best. it? I I'm I'm gonna go 
that she goes to Nineveh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I think that'd be interesting because we're talking about this exodus. I actually feel similar, but I'm going to somehow go with infinite and just stick with that one. I honestly, no, that's wrong. I'm not going with infinite. I'm going to change it up. Uh, I am going. I'll, I'll take infinite if you want Nineveh. Okay. We'll just say, say he, infinite. I got right. infinite. All right. I'm going Nineveh. He likes that pick better. All right. That is our show tonight. Nick, would you close us out? Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in to episode 72. We are now back on the Nick and Matt Show YouTube channel. First off, I want to give a massive thank you to Foundation for allowing us to be part of their YouTube channel and the Foundation podcast. Don't forget to check out their other ones. Uh, but thank you everyone for tuning in. If you would, please go ahead, hit that like button, comment, subscribe. The chat was popping off tonight. I love interacting with everyone in it. If you're listening post-audio, go ahead, leave it a review. Um, I do know there's a new review system on like iTunes or Spotify. Spotify or yeah. Yeah, there's a new review system. Go ahead, you know, and then even just post audio. Leave us comments on things you would want to see out of the show, different guests, everything like that. But uh, once again, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you for being here, Matt and Evan. Tell us we love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. Thanks for being here, Nick. You're awesome, Evan. Thanks. You're awesome. Let's get out of here. Peace out. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.